listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. The Pharmacy Podcast Network's founder and CEO, Todd Yuri, is back in Las Vegas for the leading business conference in specialty pharmacy. This featured episode is the Assembia 2022 Specialty Pharmacy Summit Show. Listen in to several intriguing discussions from leaders in specialty pharmacy. Assembia 2022 was an in-person event compromised of networking, sessions, exhibits, and more. Assembia's Specialty Pharmacy Summit is at the epic center of the specialty pharmacy industry providing a unique opportunity for stakeholders throughout to understand challenges, generate solutions, and define the future. Our first interview is the Specialty Pharmacy Software Management System and Workflow Technology, Keycentrics. Pharmacy Podcast Nation, this is Assembia 2022. We're here in Vegas. I keep coming back to Vegas. I was just here at the Western Pharmacy Exchange. Not that that wasn't a good um, opportunity to meet up with pharmacy owners, but I don't like Vegas. I would much rather be in like Palm Bay or Miami or even Austin, Texas than Vegas. But here we are. (laughs) And I'm here with the one and only uh, Luis Rodriguez. He's with, what company are you with again? (laughs) Yeah, Keycentrics. And you should know, you shouldn't introduce me as the one and only because if you Google my name, it's like the eighth most popular name on the planet. Louise Rodriguez. No joke. So how deep do I have to go into LinkedIn to link up with you? Basically, after you filter out, you know, all the actual people who live in Latin America and you and you add Kansas to the end of my name, you might be able to find me then. Just Google Louise Rodriguez or Louise Keycentrics, and I know it comes up. That'll I've actually tried it. it. Yeah, you actually tried I it. I did, because I don't know how to spell your last name. Oh, so I was like, is the Z-E or E-Z? <laughs> We're here with Vaughn Kenosian. He is Vice President of Operations for Recep. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Uh, and my name is not one of the most popular names <laughs> yeah, out there. You will not find that on any top 10 list, so. <laughs> so can find him by Googling him real easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing some some age into this conversation and it actually predates you at Keycentrics Mm -hmm. because I remember when I was part of the original demos of the of the Keycentric system that Recept I think bought the first version before you started doing some customizations um, way back in the day I I have a pedigree here at at Keycentrics land that would have been 2014 so that would have predated me by a whole year so you're the, you made the mess that I had to clean up is what <laughs> is what I'm trying to find out, right? <laughs> all right, all all right. Since we're gonna come clean, I couldn't do a demo by myself from the very beginning of the program to the end of the program. I had to set the stage for Mr. Jeremy Hume to come in and actually do the full demo because I think I had attention deficit or something to go through all the modules. But it's a lot. It's a it's a complicated system. So yeah, I can imagine that. But I I closed the business. So as <laughs> well, long as that's I, what we that's what I guess we hired you for, right? But yeah. But the 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 executive team was at one point they were like, this is the most inefficient sales team we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we're like play, we're paying 
double the price to sell one system for two salaries. So, but regardless, I enjoyed my time at Keycentrics is what I was saying. We're talking about specialty pharmacy and I want Vaughn to tell us a little bit about what Recept is doing in specialty and kind of give us some highlights. We, uh very exciting. This this year uh, became a division of OmniCell, and uh, it's a great. Uh, it was a great marriage because uh, OmniCell's customer base is obviously very strong in the health system space, and we um, have had the uh, great opportunity of partnering with uh, a number of different customer segments out there, and health systems is one of them, and helping them bring specialty pharmacy and pharmacy capabilities as a reality for them so that they can drive their patient care and uh, better patient care and uh, drive value for uh, their their system, whether it's a health system or an FQHC or a Ryan White or even large provider groups are kind of uh, rounding out our three customer segments. So I think of the complexity of specialty pharmacy and all, everything that you're tasked to doing from REMS reporting data collection to the relationships you have with the manufacturers, the relationships that you have with payers, and then if you drill down into the disease state, you have disease state expertise. So let's talk about the platform and being able to come up with the best case for patient um, treatment outcome. And how has technology helped Recept to kind of level up, to have that one layer of service that is kind of the common denominator that allows your pharmacists and your technicians to really personalize the services? It's a it's a great a great question, great discussion point. Actually, uh, having this conversation a little earlier uh, today was uh, we were at an inflection point when I joined uh, the organization, where we knew that we needed to grow um, and be able to to you know take what it is that we did uh, you know on the road and and, and expand it out. But um, our challenge was we were very prescriptive about how we thought specialty pharmacy should go, um, whether it's the patient experience, the provider experience, uh, the service, um, being able to be nimble and quick. And for us, we just knew in our current platform we weren't going to be able to do that, and we needed to partner with somebody to, uh, that was going to share that vision and help us grow and help us you know, modify things to... To, to help us realize that for our, our, our clients. And, and that, uh, that's when we uh, got, got together with uh, Keycentrics and Luis, and it's been, uh, you know, I, I, I joke that I would rather uh, have dental surgery than change out my dispensing system, but it's, uh, it's, it's a necessary evil, right? Uh, when, when you need it, you need it. And uh, when, you realize, uh, when you realize that and you take on that project, you know, the team at Keycentrics made it really, you know, really not that painful. Louise, where's the balance between over-developing the customizations that every one of your customers has kind of like a secret sauce that they're trying to automate as much as possible in order to get what they want done? I wouldn't know because I'm not a programmer. Where's the, where's the division between the customization of the popularity of why Keycentrics is as good as it is, where you've come up with these workflows, you've come up with the library and categories and and prior authorization technology and all of the interfaces and then you're like wait we you know that's too much to the the right or left of our main piece of software in order to be able to break keep selling it without it being too much of a one-off well sure I think the dirty little secret in in software development is that there's no a magic bullet solution that gives you just everything that you need the way that you imagine it. Partly because users um, 
don't always know the the boundaries of technology or uh, more commonly they do understand what technology can do but don't understand the the complete and total cost of ownership and the value proposition for them so they tend to you know either undershoot or shoot way past the moon so our job at Keycentrics is kind of bringing a little dose of that reality we're not the best fit for everybody but you know in as, an, as a use case example at Recept, one of the things we learn and we, we're in constant learning mode is that what's really special about any given pharmacy isn't really the system or the technology, but the people at their pharmacy. And so just taking a step back, listening, you know, kind of digesting the information they're giving you into something that the system can do or not do is really the the approach we like to take and focus on. Sometimes we'll push back and we're just so wrong that it like makes everybody in the room cringe because we're like, well, why can't you do it this way? And they're, they're like, you obviously don't get it, right? And other times they're engineering like a Rube Goldberg machine to put a pill in somebody's hand and we're like, take it easy. We don't need to do that either. And we like to try to find organizations that, that understand, hey, we can bring extreme value to your org as technologist, but you know what you're signing up for is that partnership, the dance, a partnership where uh, you're instructive to us, we're instructive to you, and in between there is business and, and investment and expense, but uh, we try to keep that all in balance. At the end of the day, you feel like you're moving forward at a pace you wouldn't be able to do, right, with an off-the-shelf solution, um, or, or at the expense that you would have if you tried to do it on your own. And so we like to be that middle part. Some orgs have the money to do it on their own, and they have the hubris to believe it'll be significantly different. Uh, and that's fine. You know, it, there's plenty of examples where that's good for them. Uh, that's typically not our customer. So... That's what we try to do. We're not great at it, I don't think. I'll let Vaughn tell us if I'm good at it or not. I think we're kind of, you know, good. Like, a cup of coffee can be good, but, like, not my pants good, you know? Like, maybe I shouldn't say that on this podcast. I don't know. But if you're looking for a partner that is good, well, you should find us. If you're looking for a partner that's telling you that they're like blow your mind good I don't know that those exist and case in point is ask any pharmacist when's the last time they walked out of their pharmacy just thoroughly in love with their full technology stack and I think you'll get two and those two probably paid someone to build something that was exactly what they wanted in their mind <laughs> right and so they're kind of in love with their baby <laughs> you know what I mean uh, so I don't know. That's the that's the that's the balance. That's the game, right? Question for Vaughn is, you know, we're here at Assembia. There are vendors everywhere. I would guess that out of the seven, eight, nine, ten rows of companies, more than half of them have some kind of connection back to technology now. And when I started in pharmacy in 2004. There was always sectors of the exhibits that were dedicated to automation and technology, and then mostly pharma was spread out through everywhere else. And that's not the case anymore. Like we're tech advanced and tech forward, 
but it's real usable tech versus that middle stage of my career in pharmacy where some of the stuff was blown up and it never came to fruition and some of those companies aren't even here today. So what do you look for in a technology vendor that's most important to your specialty pharmacy in making you competitive? So I, I think there's a couple of things, and you know, there's there's no perfect system that that's out there, as as Luis was was saying. Um, and you know, I think what you look for in a technology partner is uh, some flexibility, right? So some some ability to to work with you in in making your vision for how the business should run and how you take care of patients. Um, a reality, right? And and that's not always um, exactly in in line off the shelf, right? So sometimes you need to work towards being able to make that a reality. And having a having a partner that is flexible to do that um, and nimble and and being able to move fast and and uh, not uh, you know not make that a, a two year vision because technology is you know it's it's going to be antiquated after a couple of months, right? You're you're already past. Uh, the, the the value of that. Um, so I, I think that's important. Uh, and then also um, being a partner in making suggestions, right? So you partner with a technology company because um, oftentimes you have a business problem or a business opportunity, and you might think that you have the right solution or the right way to skin it, um, but you should rely on your technology partner to help you find a better way to do that or the right way to do it or to think about it differently than you thought about it to begin with. And if you have the right technology partner, they can often take your business concept or patient care concept and make that better. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that, I think that's what we do. Can I claim that? That's what we're good at is that, that back and forth. So that, I think that's what would make us special over, say, the next pharmacy management system or pharmacy technology company. Well, what you're describing is yeah. you're, you're describing an honest relationship that's very kind of like, hey, there's going to be problems, but we're going to work through them. We're going to be here. We're going to stand by our product to make it as good as it can be, but it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be, it's going to be ongoing, and it's going to be constant looking down the road of what's coming in specialty pharmacy to serve ultimately the patient. Yeah. And you have to flex. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I don't mean to trivialize, trivialize it down to something overly simplistic. We bring our best practices. We bring our diverse experience and, and skills. Uh, we're coming to the table loaded and, and serious about making an impact to our clients where it makes sense uh, for all of us. So, you know, when I say, hey, we're good, and I, and I chuckle about it, it's just a reality that, you know, we don't run pharmacies. Our clients do, and they're ultimately the expert on what has value to their patient, to their organization, and we have to keep our ears open to that. What, what we're going to do is say, all right, like, how do we make that happen? And, and the best partnerships are the ones that know that software is just a living kind of thing. So like any living thing, there are going to be times where there's a lot of forward progression and there are times where there's stabilization and there are times where you shift priorities because you have to respond to something. And as long as we have partners that know that we live in that world where technology's alive, right, that it's not the fax machine that's been the same for 20 years, uh, we're going to be successful and they're, and they're, they're going to love their experience, right? 
Well, I appreciate both of you. Um, Vaughn, we would like to have Reset back to talk about really the business of specialty pharmacy at some point. We want to hear from people who are innovative, especially um, the sweet spot for me originally in pharmacy was long-term care. So, you know, your pedigree of your parent company is all long-term care, senior care. I think there's a mesh that's going to in a, in a fusion that's going to come even more so than what it is today with, with serving patients that are elderly and fragile and also need to be on a specialty medication. So um, we'll look to your insights. And uh, Louise, thank you so much for being uh, part of this. Let me tell you something, because Vaughn might not when you go back to him. Okay. But what Recep, we, we have a lot of clients that manage pharmacies for owners and, and, and organizations. And what Recept is doing, right, it they're ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game. And so when you have them back, really push them on what he can share about that. I, I can't share a thing. I'm under federal contract and NDAs and, and stuff like that. But I can, I can tell you this. Uh, they're, they're at a peak of this kind of game. Uh, and, and that's exactly why they're a division of Omnicell now and other people aren't. <laughs> Right. Yeah, good point. Thanks for that, Luis. I, you know, yeah, we, um, I, you know, there's there's no shortage of uh, innovations and headwinds out there in specialty pharmacy today. I, you know, we, we we joke about technology changing that quick, but even the business problems and opportunities are are are, are quick, right, to change. Um, you know, just we're uniquely positioned uh, before and, and now the strength of our organization to be able to deliver value in, you know, areas that uh, there are plenty of headwinds today. 340B is a perfect example of just trying to solve for those issues, trying to solve for how to, uh, how to drive value-based care, how to be accountable for that care. Uh, how to how to engage with patients, right? All all things that are uh, very quickly evolving and maturing, and you know we're in a great spot to be able to do that and and do it for a broad base of customers too, right? I mean, <clears throat> the pedigree is in specialty pharmacy, but look, a patient is a patient at the end of the day, and you've got to you know whether it's the retail channel or. Uh, the specialty channel or the infusion channel, uh, there's an opportunity to, to holistically manage that patient and do a really great job at it. Gentlemen, thank you. Thanks, Todd. Todd Urey caught up with founder and CEO William Holmes with RX Safe and VP of Technology Marcus Kennedy. Obviously, we know how important medication adherence is and the, the sectors of pharmacy it almost seems like it becomes more sensitive when we talk about, well, the cost of the medication and how adherence is more than just staying on the med. It's also the data that's being extracted from um, maybe a REMS report or maybe at the time from, from the time it leaves the pharmacy to the time it reaches the uh, patient or um, how often that they're supposed to be taking the medication along with some other supplemental uh, medication. So what I'm looking for here at the Assembia 2022 are leaders in medication adherence specifically. And you know me, I love technology. So to welcome back to the podcast, um, one of my favorites, uh, William Holmes, Bill Holmes with RxSafe. 
Uh, here we are in Vegas again, Bill. Todd, it's always a pleasure to participate and to uh, try to uh, get outreach to uh, people who aren't uh, here and able to experience this just amazing activity. Assembia kind of represents to me, uh, you know, the first really big show after COVID. We missed uh, 40-some trade shows in a row with the shutdown, and uh, there's hardly a mask to be seen, and there's lots of energy and enthusiasm, and uh, business is back. And I can't tell you how rewarding it is to be out pressing the flesh with people and, uh, and exploring new ideas and trying to advance the state of the art of the industry. I want you to introduce Mark Kenny to us and, and explain to us a little bit about um, his role, and we'll give him the mic. So uh, Marcus Kennedy is our VP of Engineering of uh, RxSafe. Uh, he's uh, running, the, running the whole technology side of the business now. Uh, Marcus has a history in the industry, uh, knows it well. Uh, Marcus, uh, introduce yourself. Thank you. This is Marcus Kennedy, and uh, I have spent almost 20 years in pharmacy automation industry in various roles. Um, I'll, the company I was working with early on was one of the first companies that started adherence packaging and adherence solutions, and we've evolved to a point where I'm working with RxSafe and their adherence packaging solutions, which are top of the, top of the market right now. All right, so my first question, Marcus, is how does technology, automation, packaging, and adherence mix into, how does that differentiate from, let's say, community pharmacy to specialty? Is there, any much, is there much of a difference, and is there like a sensitivity to this because of the expense of the actual medication? There is um, a difference in specialty versus a retail or traditional adherence solution um, because, and I think you said it well, the price, the cost, um, it, all of them have the course process where they're trying to package medications in a way that the hours administration is well thought out and, and it's easy to make sure each patient is adherent. And with specialty drugs, it is more critical because of the cost and the specialty drug is driven and designed for certain acute situations, and we need to make sure they're more adherent, and automation does that for us. Bill, what kind of data is being pulled from the ARC-safe environment, specifically for specialty pharmacy, that we might not be as sensitive about around community or long-term care pharmacy? Great question, and, and the... Uh I think I think the elephant in the room is that when you have specialty pharmacy as a as a topic at large, and when you know that these drugs are more expensive and they're in fact restricted to certain uh, outlets and certain channels because of their sensitivity and their cost, there's other certifications required. There's certainly a hell of a lot more investment in the inventory. The entire scheme of what exists in specialty pharmacy has to then be driven by knowledge. It has to be driven by knowledge of what we're doing. It has to be driven by knowledge of how a patient's being administered, uh, the drugs, how they're being prescribed, and most, most importantly, uh, when they're being taken. And so if you can't tie together the, the adherence and the time of administration and the results and bring that back to the high cost of what's happening, uh, it kind of tears a big hole in the process. So RxSafe is capable of generating reports about all that data and providing it to any uh, interested constituent. 
And I think that's the big, the big element, the big elephant in the room is if you don't know what's going on, if you can't be sure that what you've done is what's supposed to be done, be, being uh, done in terms of prescribing for the patient, um, then, then how do you justify the cost, the efficacy, and that particular medication therapy? Marcus, does anything change when we start talking about the community environment? One of the claims to fame for the ARC's uh, safe systems and technology is the footprint and the very little room that it takes up in comparison to some of the legacy systems that, that we've come from over the years. But when I think of specialty pharmacy, the majority of these are closed-door environments. But I'm sure space still kind of plays into that when you're laying out the workflow of a specialty pharmacy. Can you kind of expand upon how RxSafe caters to a specialty pharmacy environment? Workflow and then, of course, premise. The, uh, for all pharmacies, no matter if they're closed door, retail, institutional, um, space is always an issue, right? So real estate costs money, and every time you have an open space, you seem to fill it with something, right, to, to do something well. And, um, and RxSafe has designed the automation where it takes as little footprint as possible, not only to package the medication, but also manage and fill the cartridges and the getting the medications ready to package, but it also inspects in the same footprint. So most other automation, or all other automation actually, has to have a space for the filling process, the packaging process, and a separate workflow and process just for inspection, and then repairs of those inspections. And RxSafe has done a great job designing a solution that really condenses all of that and makes use of the space that a pharmacy has so they actually can use that space for something else that could generate new revenue. All right, so many conferences, so little time. Don't, you know, I, I, we were just here in Vegas at the um, WPE, the Western Pharmacy Exchange. I had a great time with the uh, RxSafe there when we did a, um, a VIP event where we had um, a couple of pharmacy owners come. Certainly not the turnout that we wanted, but it was kind of like a, a first try at that VIP environment. When I think of VIP and I think of this venue and I think of Assembly and I think of the pedigree, they were once called um, Armada Health, and they were one of the very first GPOs that concentrated specifically on, um, on specialty meds. What is the partnership moving forward from RxSafe's perspective when you think, where, where are we going? Like, what's the future of pharmacy look like? Where's RxSafe gonna show up in, the re in, regardless, in, in, in regarding the sectors of pharmacy? Thank you, Todd. The, uh the, the most important element in pharmacy automation of any kind is, is just understanding physics. Um, I hear people talk about you know, high volume systems versus uh, retail pharmacy. Uh, physics is the same on the surface of this planet wherever you are. Uh, to move a pill from point A to point B and to package that pill uh, is, is, a, is a, a question of uh, physics. The, how long does it take the pill to drop in a gravity field? It's the same for everyone. And so when you get into the understanding of the root core of the technology and understand that you know, all the technologies experience that same physics, then uh, there's no difference in one uh, system's ability to produce what someone might perceive as high volume compared to the uh, root technology that we've de de designed developed at RxSafe. RxSafe has developed the best technology for pill verification, pill packaging, whether it's strip or uh, uh, blister, 
and also for optical counting. It also is the only uh, optical counting technology with built-in pill verification. And so when you look for a technology partner in the space, it doesn't matter if it's specialty space or retail space or central fill, mail order, really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how large or how small the facility, it doesn't matter how high volume or, or medium or low volume it might be. You have to look for the core technology. And ArcSafe has invested heavily in developing its own state-of-the-art core technology. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Look at all the other solutions. They've been around for more than 20 years. They haven't really changed very much. Um, so we're, we're interested in all sectors of pharmacy, in all volume sizes, to partner with our, our customers to deliver a better solution at a lower cost with higher quality. And at the end of the day, the same mission that we're all on is to improve patient health. Every pharmacy that you touch and you integrate and you partner with uh, benefits from the years of work, the years of technology, the years of data and preparing them and letting them know what they're going to do. What I like most about the RxSafe team is the fact that you're helping your pharmacy owners to market their technology as a as a as a win for the patient based on the fact that they that the pharmacist invested in the right technology too. And I think that that's going to fit the same story and specialty, especially if we can tell the, the, the providers, here's how we're going to assure a higher rate of adherence, of medication adherences, and you hand them one of those um, you know, boxes filled with 30, 60, 90 days worth of, of medications. But I appreciate um, what RxSafe does for the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I appreciate you being here at Assembia 2022. Um, Marcus, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I really enjoy the specialty pharmacy world in regards to what they do and, and how they treat specific acute situations. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Todd. And as always, we look forward to continuing a, uh, a dialogue in this industry and spread the word. Appreciate what you do and, and uh, your interest in sincerely helping uh, operators and patients alike and in a better place in this world we're in. Thank you, Bill. For more information, please take a look at rxsafe.com and be on the lookout for future podcasts where we're speaking to innovators in our pharmacy marketplace. Thank you so much for listening. Now, here's Dr. Firsts, Strategic Program Manager of Pharmacy, Heidi Pollack. What a special surprise. I got a text from a friend of mine that I met about two years ago through Dr. First, um, and she's a pharmacist, so my favorite provider. Heidi Pollack from Dr. First, welcome to the Assembia Post Show 2022. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad I ran into you and finally got to meet you face to face. This is an honor. We're in an age, Heidi, where, just like you said, you had work associates that you've known for years and it's been electronic and now you're able to hook up and meet. And I think it's, I think those feelings of, even though we're connected and we're connected more than ever from a digital perspective, we go through this pandemic, I feel like a, um, a, a dry land being, there's a bunch of water of what is the, the love of people and the togetherness. And so I'm soaking it up because I love being back in business. 
I absolutely love it. You know, when I was behind the bench as a pharmacist, that was what made me thrive. My patients, seeing them day to day. I'm a people person. I'm totally old school. Yes, I do, you know, some social media and I've got all the devices and whatnot. But in the end, to be honest, I'd prefer if you pick up the phone and call me. I want to hear your voice, but even better, this meeting is fantastic. Assembia 2022, seeing people face to face, this is where I thrive. So we have a, um, a mutual friend uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, Mr. Dr. Chris Antipas, and his ventures into specialty pharmacy. We just actually met him in Ted uh, Willis, his uh, partner, which is Paragon Health, and they're doing some amazing things in COPD and some of the other disease states they're focused on. But I want to know about Dr. First and specialty. So I want to understand, I know what Dr. First does in the community sector, um, really connecting information where it needs to be connected, but what about the specialty disease state sector of, of pharmacy? Yeah, so Dr. First, we have a, a newer division. It's been around for a couple years now, and it's all about patient engagement. We want to help connect the patient to the medication. Um, we have a very strong initiative around reducing prescription abandonment. And so we are working with pharma companies to help distribute educational content. We can do that through our provider network. We can do that through specialty pharmacy as well. So we're here at Assembia this year to talk to specialty pharmacies, to talk to the pharma companies, to make sure that we get that content and that we can work with the pharmacies to engage their patients right at the moment of prescribing to get them into the pharmacy so they get the prescription picked up. Um, and we're doing that to the tune of reducing prescription abandonment about 8 to 11% in some cases. That's awesome. Um, I also want to make the point before we started recording, we were really talking about the evolution of pharmacy and the role of the pharmacist. You are a poster child of that transformational change. Would you kind of tell our listeners, especially those new pharmacists that are out there who may not be interested in staying in retail or senior care, or maybe they want to get into technology or something, kind of take us through your own journey in the transformational role of pharmacists. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me do that because it's been quite a journey. Um, you know, I mentioned to you that um, I didn't have a mapped out plan and I know plans are great, but um, I just kind of rolled with it. I loved being a pharmacist behind the bench. An opportunity to get into a management role was brought to my attention. So I thought, why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? I don't get it. Well, I got it. So then I started learning about the business of pharmacy. You know, learned a ton there um, in business development. I helped open up a warehouse, like things I never in my mind thought I was going to do. Um, then I had the opportunity to move into pharma, and I thought that was really interesting. I got to learn so much about the pharma industry, uh, rolled with some punches in the pharma industry, and then had to look for some new positions, and I ended up moving into technology. And I can tell you, Never in my wildest dreams did I think I was going to end up at a technology company. I am by no means a crazy techie person. Yes, I can keep up and I've got all the fancy hardware that everybody else has, but never thought I would be on that prescribing side of a prescription. And I just want to encourage people to, wherever you are, 
meet people outside of your comfort zone, um, especially if it's in an area where you have just an inkling of interest. You know, I had to do budgeting things, so I made friends with my finance people. I had to do marketing things, so I made friends in my marketing department. And by branching out and learning what other people do, it just starts to open doors. You learn skills, and it's you know, companies want you to have that kind of bandwidth of skills. Don't just pigeonhole yourself to be someone who needs to stay behind a bench. We're all so much more than that. And so just get out there and try things. Don't be afraid to fail, because uh, we're all gonna fail at something at some point in life. They're all gonna be great lessons in those failures. And, you know, just trust in yourself and believe that you can do anything you set your mind to. So when I first learned about Dr. First, it was through, I think, your communications partner agency, and they brought your name up. I immediately assumed that you were in the deep technology sector and was coming from that until I went to your LinkedIn profile, and I'm like, wait a second, Heidi's a pharmacist, which was obviously fun for me because love pharmacists, but what I really value in learning about you and learning about Dr. First is the investment that they've made into pharmacist care. And, and they didn't stay in their pigeonhole. They reached out and they found talent that would get rid of the status quo and the problems that are keeping pharmacists and physicians from getting the right information, extracting from their patients, making sure everything's prepared for the, for the treatment or the treatment changes or something happening in this patient's life. So when I looked at what Dr. First has done with their team build out, I was so impressed that they invested in a pharmacist to be part of this uh, transformation of how information's flowing from the EHR to the pharmacy system to um, special programs, rebates, the finances, without pharmacists really bringing that expertise to the table, it's hard to just give a map or a description to a programmer and expecting them to do something correct where they come to you, you experienced pharmacy care um, with all of your patients through the years and you've brought that intelligence to Dr. First, which is, an, I think, enhanced them in ways that they wouldn't have had that data or that understanding or that application from a pharmacist's perspective unless you were part of the team. Well, I want to give a shout out to another pharmacist that we have at Dr. First. Actually, there's several. We, we, when I first got to Dr. First, there were just a few, but I want to go out on a limb and say we have at least a dozen now, one of which actually is the VP of our e-prescribing solutions. So we have a pharmacist who leads the development of our e-prescribing solution. We have another pharmacist in charge of our medication reconciliation platform. We have a pharmacist who runs the team that's in the specialty space, working with the pharma companies and the pharma, the specialty pharmacists. Myself as a pharmacist, I work on artificial intelligence technology we have at Dr. First. We've got another pharmacist working in the secure communication platform. And it's not just pharmacists. We have nurses. We have doctors. We have EMS providers. So we hire clinicians. I love to say that we are building technology from a clinician's point of view by having a multidisciplinary um, group of people working at Dr. First. This is a good segue to congratulate the Dr. First team 
in being selected by the Edison Award. Would you kind of share with our listeners what award that was and how that came about? Yeah, it's really exciting. So we've been using artificial intelligence in the uh, EMR space since 2015, and we decided to bring it to the pharmacy space in 2020. And it works by inferring information across systems who kind of speak different languages, right? Not every computer system can talk to the other computer system in the same language, but we can bridge that gap. We can structure and codify data across systems that just speak just tiny little differences in languages, helps to save clicks and keystrokes, reduces the need for a human being to do the data entry, and then also review it. Um, we were nominated in the consumer safety category for something called Smart Suite for Pharmacy. Thousands of organizations applied for this award. Dr. First made the final three, and, and we did win one of the awards. So it was just, I can't explain to you how proud our company is of that honor, and, and it's just been great to be a part of that. You, you, Heidi, have been making your rounds on podcast. I want to give a shout out to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, which is an amazing, the name itself is just amazing. But I know those, you know, that team and I, and I, I follow them on social media. I think they're going to be at HitMic coming up very quickly, which is a, a marketing consortium slash association for all things healthcare IT marketing. But that's just it. What you're doing is literally what... I advocate for every day, and that is having pharmacists show up in every aspect of healthcare and even showing up. And I want to shout out to every pharmacist listening to this podcast right now. If you have an opportunity to get in a blog, or if you have an opportunity to be part of a video or be part of a podcast, insert yourself because you have expertise that that medical and treatment and healthcare team, they need it. And it's coming from a pharmacist perspective, which is the proving grounds of what Dr. First has grown into with their pharmacist team. And that's why I'm excited to be here at Assembia 2022, because this is pure. This is like dipping into the pool of all things expertise and specialty pharmacy and pharmacists leading the way. Give us kind of in, in wrapping up our interview, kind of give us um, anything that you'd like pharmacists to understand coming down the path or something that you want them to pay attention to within the uh, Doctor First portfolio. Absolutely. So I definitely want to let pharmacists know that, you know, while Dr. First started in the prescriber space, we recognize how important it is to connect pharmacists and patients and doctors. We absolutely believe in that triangle of care. And that's what our technology does. So we are working to connect all three of those through secure communication, through artificial intelligence, through our patient engagement solution. So just watch for us to be out there trying to work with all of the chains, all of the independent pharmacies. That's the other piece. You know, we don't we look to help every pharmacy that we can 
can. It isn't just one particular sector. We want specialty pharmacy, hospital pharmacy. So we're really for connecting healthcare. We actually have a word that we coined at Dr. First. It's called the healthyverse. We understand that there's a vast you know, universe of healthcare out there. It isn't just one little piece that needs to be connected. It's the whole entire thing. So our mission at Dr. First is to connect the healthyverse. The Healthyverse, hashtag Healthyverse. That is really cool. I love it. Thank you so much for being part of the Assemblia 2022 post show. And I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. It's been an honor, especially to meet you in person, Todd. So I'm really excited and I look forward to being on future podcasts with you. Thank you, Heidi.